Jesus condemned, set the captives free. In Revelation 1.18, the scripture says, our Lord speaking about himself, he says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Not talking about being raised from the dead, not talking about being made spiritually alive. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. And so our Lord Jesus Christ took those keys from Satan, in which he had held for thousands and thousands of years, and he would let none out. They were his captives. Even, even the Lord's saints, who was uh, kept separate from those who were suffering torment, but nevertheless, they were in Satan's domain, and he would not let them out. Now Satan was powerless. He could not prevent any from being taken out of his uh, domain anymore. And that's exactly what transpired after that. After our Lord Jesus Christ, the book of Philippians says that Jesus made an open show of Satan and his realm, and he completely annihilated them and demolished them. And so, because we're dealing in this series, the authority of the believer in the earth. And so we're wanting to understand why it is that the church has this authority over Satan and his realm. This is the reason, because our Lord Jesus has absolutely destroyed Satan and his angels. They fully are aware of it. The whole realm is aware of it. And so Satan hates that this truth be known in the church, because it is a truth that the church has the ability to reign over Satan's realm. Why? Because Jesus has done it for us. He absolutely demolished Satan and his angels. Now when Jesus did that, when Jesus placed his foot on the back of their necks and took from Satan the keys of Hades and of death and completely destroyed them, that is when Jesus then went and set the captives free. And we pick that up in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8 and 10. The scripture says, Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And so this whole plan was God's plan of salvation right from the, the beginning of the age. Um, and that's why God declares the end from the beginning, Isaiah 46, 9 to 10. Because God knows everything. And as I said, God never starts anything until he finishes it. But that he keeps within his, in himself. It's a hidden truth that he keeps to himself. And you know, Satan knew nothing about what was going on. He thought he did, but he in fact didn't. God knew what he was doing all along. And so our Lord Jesus, and that's why our Lord Jesus gave himself as a ransom. The Bible talks about in 1 Timothy 2.6, and, and our Lord himself said that he's the Son of Man, and he's given himself as a ransom. A ransom is paid to set cap captives free. That's what a ransom is paid for. And so all of mankind were being held captive by Satan and, and his realm. Um, in death, they were held captive. They couldn't ascend into heaven because they were... Satan had the keys of Hades and of death, and he was not letting anyone out. And so Jesus paid the ransom to set the captives free. And that's exactly what he did. Our Lord Jesus Christ, after he was raised from the dead, he went into, into that place where uh, the saints were being held captive. He 
preached the gospel to them. They were born again. He released them. He opened the, the keys of death and he took them up into heaven with him. And so, because in uh, Luke's gospel, uh, Luke 16, 22, it talks about that place called Abraham's bosom. Our Lord called it, called it Abraham's bosom. But even though, as I say, they were set, kept separate from those in torment, they were still being held captive. They could not ascend into heaven. But Jesus came and he took those keys from uh, his arch enemy and he was then able to release those captives and take them up into heaven. Which is why in uh, Peter's writing, 1 Peter 3.19, the scripture says, he went and preached the gospel to those who were being held captive, uh, the spirits that were in prison, and because they were being held by Satan. And so Jesus had to be able to set them free. And that's exactly what he did. And now he holds the keys to Hades and to death. And that's why on the, on the last day, our Lord Jesus is going to take everybody out of Hades, even those who are destined for the lake of fire and brimstone, um, Jesus, had, Jesus is now Lord of all. Um, you know, God is the, the God of the living. He's not the God of the dead, Jesus said to us. That's why Jesus, in his own discourse, he said, you know, for him to go down to that place where he, they are not remembered by God anymore. God does not remember those who have, are cast into hell. Um, because he's not the God of the dead, he's the God of the living. But Jesus is described of, as the Lord of both the living and the dead. The reason being is because he once was dead and he has been made alive. And so Jesus is Lord of both the living and the dead. And so he has the power to raise all from the dead, obviously for different reasons, but he can do that now because he's the one who holds the keys to Hades and to death. His arch enemy Satan no longer holds those keys. And so all authority has been given to our Lord Jesus Christ as a result of him destroying the one who had uh, dominion over Hades and over death. Uh, Jesus didn't have that dominion before he went to the cross. Afterwards, now he does. And so Jesus now has all authority. And in Philippians 2, 8 to 11, the scripture says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth. That every knee should confess, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so there was a realm where Satan reigned supreme, but no more. Now Jesus has full authority in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And so all are um, subject to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and to his name. God the Father has given unto him the name which is above every name. And so all of Satan's realm, Satan and his whole realm, are completely um, under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And that's where the church needs to get the, the realization, is because of what Jesus has done and what he has now received from the Father, in that there is nothing, there's nothing that is not that is above Jesus except God the Father. Everything else is under Jesus. And the church is in 
Jesus. And so, but the point is, all authority has been given to our Lord Jesus in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And so, he has absolute, uh, 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 he reigns supreme over all of God's creation now. He is indeed Lord of all. And so, although Jesus and God the Father now reign supreme over everything, God and our Lord Jesus have actually limited their reign on the earth. They, they, they do not exercise their full dominion, which they have. Now, Jesus has full dominion in the earth. He is Lord of all. He doesn't exercise His Lordship in the earth. In heaven, He does. Under the earth, He does. But on the earth, He doesn't. It is in, in, in the realm that we live in that Jesus has made a conscious decision not to exercise his lordship in the earth. We pick that up in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 8. The scripture says, You have put all things in subjection under his feet. This is now the writer of Hebrews talking about God the Father putting all things in subjection under the feet of Jesus. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. And so God the Father put all in subjection under Jesus. And so the scripture says, in that he put all under him, he left nothing that is not under him, except obviously God the Father. But the scripture goes on to say, but now we do not yet see all things put under him. And so and that's a very important passage of Scripture for us to, to get an understanding of. The Scripture says, But now we do not yet see all things put under Him. So what does that mean? Well, it, it refers to the realm that we live in, that which can be seen. And so on this earth, we do not yet see all things under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that mean? It means that all of mankind on the earth are not under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, why is that? Because Jesus clearly is Lord of all. God the Father has placed all under His feet. He is, he is Lord of everything in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. We've read that. But the Scripture also goes on to say, but we don't yet see it. Now, the reason we don't see it is because on the earth, the Lord Jesus Christ does not exercise His Lordship in the earth. Now the reason He doesn't do that is because mankind still has a free will. And the free will of mankind in the earth, not talking about under the earth or even in heaven, but in the earth, the free will of mankind reigns supreme. God will not override the free will of man. And so, unbelievers, all unbelievers on the earth, of their own free will, do not submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. In order for them to do that, all they need to do is believe that God the Father has raised Jesus from the dead and confess Him as Lord. And the moment they do that, they're doing that now of their own free will. And the moment they do that, they get born again. And they get taken out of Satan's kingdom and put into the kingdom of God. And so 
remember we said that once an individual goes into Satan's um, kingdom, he, he doesn't let anyone out. He doesn't allow anyone to change allegiance. Whereas God the Father does. God the Father allows his creation to rebel against him and thus go into Satan's kingdom of an act of their free will. But once they, uh, the unbelievers are part of Satan's realm, he doesn't allow them to come out. But now they have a, a way out. Because they all they need to do is confess Jesus as Lord. Jesus has made the way out for them. Before they didn't, there was no way. They had no recourse. They, there was nothing they could do about their situation. Um, because Satan held the keys to Hades and death. But now they can, of an act of their free will, once again change allegiance from Satan's kingdom back to God's kingdom. Because Jesus has made the way for them to do that. They just have to say, Lord, I want to accept you now as my Lord. I'm, I, I don't want to have Satan as my Lord anymore. I want you as my Lord. And Satan is powerless to prevent that from happening. Whereas before, he wouldn't allow that to happen and it couldn't happen. But now that Jesus has been raised from the dead, Jesus has made that able to, be happen, to, to happen. And so everybody on the planet has the... the um, the avenue available to them to, as an act of their free will, change allegiance from serving Satan to becoming part of God's kingdom. Once again, because they used to be when they were children, but now to come back into it, they can. They just have to believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead and confess Him as their Lord. The moment they do that, they're out of Satan's kingdom and into the kingdom of God, and they're born again. But Jesus will not force any into his kingdom. They have to come into his kingdom of their own free will. And that is why Jesus does not exercise lordship over the earth in, in, in that aspect, in that mankind's free will reigns supreme. They have the choice. The gospel is preached, and they can respond to it. But it has to be as a choice of their own free will. Even believers, um, Jesus doesn't override um, our free will. Because even as believers, we still can make the choice to either walk in the flesh or walk in the spirit. To walk in the flesh is to rebel against the, 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 the things of God and to be disobedient to God. Now we stay in the kingdom of God. We don't die spiritually. We're under grace. But we're not submitting to the lordship of Jesus Christ. But we have the, the free will. We can submit our, our, ourselves freely to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so on the earth... That's where we do not yet see the Lordship of Jesus uh, being completely displayed because he defers to the free will of mankind on the earth. Now, after people leave this planet, unbelievers, when they leave, their free will no longer plays a part. They, they, they still have a free will, but they have no way of exercising it. But be, they exercise their free will on the earth. And so they make their decision. I don't want Jesus. I'm quite comfortable where, where, where I am. Do you realize, unbeliever, that where you are, when you die, you will descend into the lowest pits of hell? The unbeliever says there is no such thing as hell. God says, I have warned you. Now they die. When they die, they do descend into the lowest pits of hell. Now they don't want to go there. Of their free will, they try and resist that. Because it's at that time they wake up. Think about the rich man. He found himself in Hades in torment. 
He didn't believe he would ever end up there, and that's where he was. And so they get cast. The Bible talks about the fact that God casts them into hell. Jesus said, do not fear those who can kill the body, and after that there's nothing more they can do. But fear him who can not only kill the body, but kill, but cast the soul into hell. And so all unbelievers are against their will cast into hell when they die. That's how the unbelievers get taken care of when they leave this life. With regards to believers, with our spirits, we desire to serve God. It's only with the flesh that we still are rebellious against God. And so when the Christian dies, the flesh is done away with. The flesh falls to the earth. And the spirit is ascended, ascends into heaven, where it is completely submissive to the will of God, because the, the spirit of the born-again believer is fully submissive to the will of God, only wants to do the will of God. It's only the flesh of Christians that rebels against the will of God. And so when Christians are removed from their bodies and ascend, ascend into heaven, they are an act of their free will are completely submissive to the will of God in heaven. And so that's how the free will of man uh, and the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ prevails in those two realms. Uh, under the earth, because Jesus casts them into hell. They're, his lordship reigns supreme. And so they have no choice in the matter. And the saints that they send into heaven, they are uh, free willing to completely submit to his will. And so his, free, his will reigns supreme in heaven. It's on the earth that we do not yet see the um, lordship of Jesus Christ being displayed at this time because of the free will of man. And so that's uh, pretty much a, a picture that we've painted now of um, our Lord Jesus Christ and the redemption that he actually won for us when he went to the cross in that he is the one who defeated our adversary for us. And so we, we looked at the fact that Jesus was taken into hell in this teaching. We've looked at the fact that when Jesus was made alive after three days and three nights in the lowest pit of hell, suffering the wrath of God for the sin of mankind, that because he was righteous, God could make him alive once again. And so he was the firstborn from the dead, took Satan and his angels completely by surprise, and they were absolutely shocked. They, they ran and they, they tried to flee. Our Lord overtook them. And he absolutely destroyed them. He placed his feet on the back of their necks, completely uh, destroying them for all eternity. And took away their power. Um, and took from Satan the keys of Hades and death. Raised from the dead, he now holds those keys. And then Jesus went and set the captives free. Those who were being held by Satan and could not ascend into heaven, Jesus took them up into heaven with him. And Jesus now has been given all authority in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. But as we say, his authority in the earth is not yet fully seen because he defers to the free will of his creation. He will not override the free will of mankind. And that's as far we, as we want to get in today's teaching um, because we're dealing with this whole teaching on the authority of the believing earth and how that actually does work and so we now want to in the next series have a look section we want to have a look at how we exercise our authority over our episode we're going to end the teaching on that point.